Are your kitchen and bathroom way overdue for a remodel? Well, I got the guy for you. Call John Sellers at First Response Contracting, 484-256-7136. Both residential and commercial services, and he's licensed and insured. Call him at 484-256-7136, First Response Contracting. Hello, this is Brad Wiseman. You're listening to Real Estate and You. We're back in the studio again, and we have a guest, a guest from New Jersey. That's right, I said it, New Jersey. They are our neighbors, and I'm excited to find out what's going on in their neck of the woods. And we're going to start talking to a guy here. His name is John Scipioni. He has his own his own team, everything. I mean, John, you're doing everything yourself. I mean, you're, you have your own company, right? It's our own company. Yeah. And it's a team. And, uh, and we run a team. So everybody that's uh, at the company is on the team. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, you you caught my eye because you have a, a really good podcast called Light It Up. I found you from Instagram. I found you on YouTube. I think you're on YouTube also. And I was really intrigued because you have a, you have a really nice podcast. You really do. It looks good. It sounds good. Uh, you guys seem to know what you're talking about, which is great too. But I, I wanted to get in touch with you and, and you can talk a little bit about, you know, your, your past and what you're doing. Cause you're, you're doing some serious numbers, man. I looked up your, your stats and, and you know, you're, you're no joke. You've been doing this for 15 years and you're lighting it up. And is that why it's called light it up? I man, I just thought of that right now. Is that why it's called light it up? <laughs> well, our, our, our company is lighthouse residential. So we try to do a little bit of a play on work yeah. there and, yeah. Well, it's cool. I like the light it up thing. That, that definitely works. I mean, that's definitely a good name. So tell me, you know, you were you always in real estate? Is that where you started? And how did you get into this? And, you know, w- you know, where are you at with production stuff? I know you're, you're lighting it up, like we said. <laughs> Funny story about light it up. We actually named it light it up. We were about five episodes into our podcast. And then we realized there's these two these two like Rastafarian guys uh, have a, <laughs> a, a podcast called light are it up. Are you serious? They, they literally light it up. No. So you go on to YouTube and you search light it up. Now I think our, our SEO comes a little bit higher than that. Right, right, uh, right. That is yeah. hilarious. So there's actually two dudes sitting in there smoking a joint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they light it up. So ours, ours uh, is a little bit different. A little different uh, light up. Yep. Yeah, a little bit different. But uh, to answer your question, yeah, I've been in real estate uh, licensed residential side uh, for, I don't know, 15, 15, 16 years now. So really right out of college. I mean, I worked in finance for a little bit, but it was always real estate related. Right. Uh, got my master's uh, from NYU in real estate. Um, my original stint was sort of raising money for developers and builders and private equity. And all that was fun, but I always had my license on the side. And I jokingly say that, you know, I had two screens in my office and one was for what I was supposed to be doing in finance. And the other one was you know, putting together deals on the residential right, side. Right. When you can't sneak out of the office for yet another doctor's appointment uh, for the second time this week because you have that $2 million buyer, you finally rip the Band-Aid off and go into the residential side full time. So that's what I did about 15, 16 years ago and uh, never looked back. And yeah. You know, well, and you shouldn't small. be looking backwards. I looked at your numbers and, and you did, over, I think you said $380 million in business over the past uh, 15 years, which is, it's, that's, those are some serious numbers, man. So you, you obviously know what you're doing. Yeah. We like to think so. Yeah, I uh, think so. I'd say the biggest thing that we're trying to do is just, it's not a difficult business. It's simple. It's just not easy. Yeah. And finding the things that we are good at and just replicating it and, yeah. and just bringing on good people. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I brought you on here because you guys are, you're our neighbor. New Jersey's a neighbor of Pennsylvania, obviously. I know that much out of geography. Um, but 
Yeah. And then the things I wanted to talk to you about are like, you know, what's, what do you see going on in New Jersey? I mean, are you seeing this little bit of a shift or change in the market? Not a bad thing. Just it's, it's changing. Are you seeing the same things we're seeing in Pennsylvania? Totally. Yeah. hundred percent. And I tell people, ironically, this is coming at the same time as the holidays, right? Right. Uh, so, I mean, we've been seeing the shift for the last couple of months, but I keep reminding people, and, and maybe it's the agents on our team, and maybe it's the buyers and sellers we're working with, this slowdown that we're experiencing right now is not due, at least where we are, yeah. mm-hmm. to the holiday. Yeah, we're very much, like our, our our real estate market where we are in New Jersey, and I should start by telling you we're, we're in like the Hoboken, northern yeah. New Jersey, yep. like see MetLife outside MetLife Stadium where the Giants play from. Oh, that's right cool. Here. That's very cool. Yeah. We're, we're tied to like, we're, we get the overflow from Manhattan and Brooklyn. Right, so right. Generally, our young professional buyer doesn't care if it's Christmas or Thanksgiving. So what I remind people, again, is right now, this slowdown is not due to the holidays, uh, at least in my experience, yeah. the last no. five, ten years. It doesn't slow down in November, December, maybe a little bit, but not too much. Yeah. What we're seeing now is definitely due to interest rates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's like a it's like a little perfect storm right now with the interest rates and and I'd sometimes some seasonal will, will 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 stop some people listings more so than buyers. I think buyers will buy whenever the house is there. Period. Listings sometimes people won't list their house when they know they're going to be going crazy during the holidays. Um, but yeah, you're right. The interest rates is definitely it was almost like a button went when when that happened. I think what has to what people need to realize though is that you know I don't I don't think the three percent. And the 4% is coming back anytime soon. So people have to get into this new normal and realize, okay, I can, I want to find a house regardless of the interest rate. You don't buy the rate, you buy the house, you know, and later on, if you need to change that rate, you can change the rate. You know, if the rates go down, you refinance. And if they don't, at least you're living in the house that you love. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Either way, it's your personal residency. So you got to You got to find a house. If you want to find a house, you're going to have to just go buy it, whether the rates are 7% or 3%. I mean, my parents always tell me about the whole 17% time in the seventies, you know, thank God I wasn't around for that. I know I was having a conversation with somebody else in the industry yesterday. He's more in the appraisal side, but what we were talking about was, you, you know, a lot of sellers in our market are spoiled because we're so close to Manhattan. Sometimes right. they'll buy it. It's, it's very common for someone to buy a unit, a condo for 400 grand and four years later, they sell it for $600,000. Wow. So people in our, my, our market make money hand over fist because yeah. it's young professionals. Yep. Um, the area keeps changing. It's not like the sleepy, some of these sleepy residential towns that we work in sometimes where you buy the house for five and you sell it for five twenty-five. So where I'm going with that though, is sometimes people get upset when they only are making a hundred thousand. Oh my gosh. Their condo in Hoboken. And I say, listen, at the end of the day, you're buying this residence for your own primary use, yeah, right? Of course. It's for your family to sleep at night. It's for you to raise your children, for you to do yep. all that good stuff. Yep. You want to really try to make money in real real estate. It's it's you, you should be buying the cash flowing properties or buying for appreciation. So just to tie that back to what you were saying is you're buying this. And of course, most people are, are borrowing the money, mm-hmm. 70%, 80%, whatever they're borrowing. You know, you're doing it for your family. You're not necessarily doing it for cash flow purposes. Right. No, it is funny. And and that's why you have to separate the two. 
you have to separate, yeah. you know, investment over personal residency because it's two different things, you know. And I th- and I think obviously the bonus when you go to sell your personal residency, if you make a hundred grand or two hundred grand, you know, that's great, you know. But it's not that's not typically the purpose that you buy your personal residency. You buy right. it because of the schools, the the location, right. the you know where it is with your work and things like that. So so you guys are seeing it, and we and you know Keller Williams, you know I'm a Keller Williams agent, and we call it a shift, and and it doesn't matter what you call it. But I also say it's going. I think we're going to head more to a balanced market over the next, uh, probably over the next six months to a year. And and the and I'm sure you hear this too. We always we're always debunking the oh it's another housing bubble. It's another housing bubble. I mean, I, I in my opinion that's that's not where we're headed. I mean, I lived through that time period, and this is, is this is nothing like it. I don't see any signs like it at all. And the biggest reason being is I don't know about you guys. How's your inventory? Do you have our inventory is terrible? I mean, it's, if we have like none. Yeah, there's there's really not. I mean, little pockets here and there, but yeah. there's really not a lot of inventory. Yeah, that's why I, I tell my team still focus on those those listings because if the buyers have dried up and the buyers are saying, uh, you know, if some of them are taking a back seat, yeah, then. You know, this is the time from a realtor's perspective to really sharpen your skills, you know, start getting a little bit more interested on, you know, getting a little bit more experienced on the, the listing side. Yeah, absolutely. So like Inventory is low. It's very low. Now, have you seen prices because of the rates going? Have you seen the prices moderate a little bit less? Not to say that your prices are going down, but the, they're they're not going up as fast or they're starting to plateau a little bit. No, we, I've seen them come down. You've seen them come down. You really have. Yeah. Interesting. Not, not, not like substantially yeah but if i'm just looking from like a macro perspective because we tend to deal with a lot of condos yeah and some of these tighter areas yeah i mean if you if you're one seller in a condo building and you there's five units in your building for sale all it takes is for one guy to cut his price 25 grand then that's it everybody else yeah you gotta follow you gotta follow along or you're not gonna make it yeah i gotcha and again that's like what a lot of our business is so maybe Maybe it's just a different perspective, but I think sometimes because we do sell a lot of homes in the suburbs as well, it's not maybe as obvious. Yeah, it's so true. That your competition is dropping their price than is in a condo building. John, never thought of that before. That is so interesting. You're right. If you have three or four in the same building in a, in a beautiful condominium uh, building, it's very, very evident when somebody lowers their price in your building, you're going to have to, because there's no way you can say, oh, their location's not as good. Well, you're pretty well, yeah. much in the same I mean, building. There's all over the lobby. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's, you know, people are you yep. know, giving each other pretty looks in the elevator. And Oh, man, uh, that's a different market. I never even thought of that. That's funny. Yeah. See, we hardly have any condos here. We hardly have any, we're, we're mostly, you know, for us, we're mostly rural, if you want to call it that, you know, but we have sub, we're in the suburbs of, of the city of Reading. And, uh, it's just funny to, to hear that, that the condo situation is really different. So you are seeing prices moderate a little bit or seeing them, uh, change a little bit. Are you seeing anybody or any of your lenders getting creative with financing, like any buy downs, any adjustable rate mortgages, you know, any of that stuff? Yeah. I mean, we tend to work with uh, New Jersey lenders. We've been working with a gentleman, Chris Gow, over there for 15, 16 years. Uh, what he's been telling us is that, you know, the arm, especially again, I hate to keep harping on these condos and yeah. young professionals, but being outside of Manhattan, our t- typical buyer or, or client usually holds that condo three to five years. Wow. So that they're a perfect example of somebody who may want to consider getting an arm because that's not their forever home. Got it. Right? Yep. I, I can't tell you how many people have sold a, a single guy 
a one bedroom. And then two years later, he calls mm-hmm. me and says, oh, I got engaged. And now, you know, we're going to go to the burbs and, yep. you know, we got a kid on the way or whatever. So common. So, so common. Uh, a lot of times our lenders are, are pushing towards the arm. I think at least I, I hope I'm, I'm uh, giving you some good numbers here. I think it's about one point less. Yeah, if, that sounds if about the right. 30 year fix is like 6.3, then maybe the arms around five, three or yep. so. Yep. Um, we've been creative using that. Um, haven't done a whole lot of buy downs. I did get an offer the other day where the seller, uh, the buyer was off asking for like a $30,000 seller's concession. Oh my gosh. Off the bat. And they, they said, listen, we're going to use that to buy down our rate at closing which I appreciated the creativity. So the buyer said, Hey, I'll pay you your full price right. plus 25 grand, but I want that as a concession at the closing. And I want to sell, I'm going to use it towards buying down my rate. Yeah. And I don't but know. But the only thing is, what like, did that do for the appraisal then? That that's where you have to get worried about that. Right. It could screw up the appraisal. Yeah. And my lender's like, but does that buyer understand that he's paying, he's borrowing that 25 grand at a rate that he agrees is, is higher. Yeah. So it, does that really he, save him anything? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that doesn't yeah, make sense. Do a side by side comparison. I, I appreciate the creativity. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, and then, and so, and you know, in these kind of markets, that's what happens. People do have to be creative. They have to they have to um, you know think about how they're going to get how they're going to get the house that they want. You know, that's that's really what it's about. So, what do you see coming up in your market in twenty twenty three? Like, what what is what do you think is going to happen? Like, are you going to have a, a kick ass um, spring market? Are you going to? What do you think it's going to be flat? Like, what what are you guys seeing as a team? Like, when you guys meet, what do you think you're going to see this year? You know, it's interesting to see what happens because generally, like most markets, we have a lot more homes come on the market early January. Yeah, a lot of those people, like you were saying before, those sellers don't want all those people. You know. Uh, going through their home during Christmas and the holidays. So a lot of those people are going to wait until January. I would, I would bet that we're going to see a lot more homes come on the market in January. Um, and then of course have it pick up a little bit more in the springtime. Yeah. Uh, what's going to be interesting though, is to see if the buyers, if you see a lot more buyers out there. Right. Uh, what we always talk about in our office is, you know, the people who need to purchase, mm-hmm. right. We always say, we always try to determine when we're looking at clients, are we, are we looking, are they trying to do something based on need or, or greed? Oh, right? interesting. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just like a little analogy. Need yeah. is like, Hey, we just got married and we live in a studio yep. or Hey, we got a kid on two kids. One of the guys in our office just had twins. Oh, geez. God bless bedroom. him. <laughs> yeah. They were in one bedroom with a dog. So they needed to move to a single yeah. family home. Absolutely. Uh, so marriage, divorce, new job, lost the job, financial reasons, yeah, uh, retirement, whatever it is. So when you're speaking with your clients, try to figure out the true motivation. And I think, you know, from a consumer's perspective, if, if they really need to do something, like you said, yep. the, the rate doesn't matter if it's 4% or 6%, nope. they're going to, they, they might have to bite their tongue a little bit, but they're going to, they're going to do it if they need to. Well, that's why I always tell my clients and the other clients and also my sellers is that the rate does not define whether you can buy or not. It defines what you can buy because yeah. of, of your qualifications. You know, it doesn't define what you, it doesn't define, you know, that you can buy or you can't buy. We can, you can still buy when the rate goes up a percent, you can still buy. you already know you can buy. It's going to change your number a little bit, you know? Yeah. And the only issue that we're seeing now is that in the past, when that happened, 
typically the listings would come in, start coming in lower and lower. But because we have such an inventory problem or an inventory challenge, I should say, that's what makes it that the prices are coming down a little bit or they've leveled off a little bit, depending on like certain pockets, like you said. But yeah. we're not seeing a huge depreciation here at all. I mean, we, if we if we maybe in some of our areas here lost 3% on some of the prices, that would be about it. Um, so it's just yeah. interesting. So you're saying in 23, you think good spring market, you think throughout the year, it's going to be pretty, pretty half decent though. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll still see a strong, a strong market. What I think one, one way that we've been summing it up in our office, at least is just the buyers are still out there. Mm-hmm. There's just less of them. You know, if we put something new on the market on a, on a Friday, we might have six months ago, we might have 30 showings that weekend Yeah. now. And, and what we've been saying is for every 30 show, for every 10 showings we get, we generally get one offer. Yeah. So if I listed your home six months ago, I get 30 showings, I get three offers. Yeah. We do a highest rest, the price gets bid up. Now I would say if we put put your home out on the market, we'd probably put it at a similar price than we were going to do before, maybe slightly less, depending on which specific neighborhood you're at. And I think we might just see 10 10 showings instead of 30. Yeah. Which would still get you that one offer. So it's it's just funny how it's changing. You may not get you may not see that that uptick in a sale price because of the bidding war, but you're still probably going to get your fair market value anyway. Yeah. You still didn't lose a ton of money. You still made your money. I mean, any seller right now that's on the market made, made their money over the past two years. And if they lose, you know, 2% or 3% or even 5% because of just not as much competition or, or whatever, um, you know, that to me, there's, they're still kicking butt on that. So what about inspections and stuff like that? Did you guys see those disappear or, or, or kind of go away for a little bit or no? Oh yeah, they went away for a while. I mean, yeah, same here. Away for children and and uh, are they coming back? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say. And people, people are getting a little bit carried away over here too, like looking for blood. Uh, so they came back know. with a vengeance. The inspections. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they came well, back with an attitude. And you know, it, it. I could go into theory about this all day long, but I think sometimes what happens is a buyer puts a home under contract mm-hmm. and when in six, nine months ago, they'd, they'd be so, so excited. They'd go back and they tell all their coworkers and their friends and family, mm-hmm. yeah, I got it under contract. I only had to pay 50 grand over asking price. Now what I think is happening is they're going back and telling their friends and family. And some of their friends are probably spooking them a little bit. Right. Oh my God, buying in this market, you know, what interest rate did you get? And then what happens is they might emotionally be like a little bit concerned so I think what happens is when they get to the inspection, it's sort of sound like sometimes they're pounding the table yeah, saying, if I'm going to do this thing, yep. purchase the home, because everybody's sort of telling me not to right yep. now, yep. I'm going to have to have it my way or the highway. And sometimes sounds think, so true. Instead of saying, hey, can you repair those five windows? It's like, I want all brand new windows and I want Pella <laughs> and I want them done before the closing. That's what I'm saying. It came back with a vengeance, right? Like the yeah. inspections came back and like just came back with an attitude. I mean, you, you, before it was just so different. And and now all of a sudden they came back and I keep telling, you know, we do a lot of training here for our agents and, and just like, as you do for your team. And it's like, we say, look, man, you, you have to be ready for this. Things are changing. You know, it's not like it was before when there was no inspections. Uh, so it's just different, but it sounds like you guys are going through a lot of the same stuff that we're going through. Now, I want to I want to thank you for spending time here on the show and and getting us up to dinner. What's going on with our neighbors there in New Jersey? Um, I wish you the best. And and go ahead and tell me if you're in New Jersey, how do they get a hold of you to uh, to buy some real estate or sell real estate? And also uh, give me the information on how to get to your your podcast. Sure. So uh, best way to reach me, I guess, is cell phone two zero one eight four one eight nine three five is my direct cell phone. 
you can just look us up. My email is john at Lighthouse Residential. It's a long one. Spelled yeah. out L-I-G-H-T, house residential, uh, dot com. And then, uh, you know, probably the best way to find us is to look at our uh, Instagram page. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you can get to the uh, to the um, to the podcast from there too, right? right. Is there is there so information on the podcast there? Yeah. If you follow me on Instagram, it's John dot a dot Scipioni S C I P I O N E is my handle on Instagram. You can you you can't miss the podcast. It's awesome. Yeah, awesome. it's it's a good podcast. I would suggest people to look for it in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, wherever you're at, because it's a good podcast. It's very it's done very well, very professional. I want to say thanks again, John, for coming on here. Thank I really you. appreciate it. I wish fun. you the very best uh in twenty twenty three or this year coming up here. And um I, I hope you kick butt and, and we'll be talking to you again maybe in twenty twenty three, hopefully. Would love to do it, man. We're, All right. we're always happy to, to uh partake and, and collaborate. All right. Sounds good, man. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. All right. There you have it. John Scipioni. I said it right two times, I believe, which is good. Uh, What a great show. That just shows you what's going on in New Jersey. I just like to get the word out about different areas around here uh, just so you can see what the markets are like and how they're similar, how they're different. And uh, actually what I'm seeing is New Jersey's doing pretty much the same thing we're doing, and that's uh, that's very cool. So uh, that's about it. We will see you next Thursday at 1 o'clock. See you later. Are your kitchen and bathroom remodels a little overdue? Well, now's your chance to call First Response Contracting. John Sellers will take care of you. 484-256-7136. They do residential and commercial, and they're licensed and insured. Give them a call at 484-256-7136.